Welcome, everybody, to today's edition for Everybody Does Eat Everyone's Gumbo. I have guest hosts. I am my main man, my number one boy, my son, DeJuan Wilmer, who is the founder and managing partner of Gumbo Capital Group. Today, we're going to discuss about some hot topics. We're going to talk about the stock market bus. Hit over between under 2,000 points. I haven't seen that in 2008. And I don't know want to freak everybody out. I don't know that's even getting close to some numbers of <laughs> the stock of the crash back in the, back over almost 100 years ago. We're going to talk about mortgage interest rates, highs the direct. It's not a direct effect, you know, into the bed rate, but also we're going to talk about Super Tuesday and other topics. Super Tuesday 2, to be exact. Uh, man, we're doing it here live, well, here in Houston, Texas, and you're listening to everybody doesn't eat everyone. This message today is brought to you by Gumbo Group. Gumbo Lending Group have a wonderful March promotion, not just March promotion, but throughout the home buying home season. No lender costs, no origination, no discount points, no processor fees, no junk fees, no appraisal and credit report will be reimbursed at closing. Call Dedrick Wilmer, Eric Code 281-636-3638. Eric code 281-636-3638. And on top of that, we would give additional $2,000 minimum to cover remaining closing costs and prepays. Again, call Dedrick T. Walmer at 281-636-3638. Subject to credit approval, minimum credit score of 640 plus and is only eligible for certain products and programs. Again, give us a call, MLS Man, the one. How you doing today? Uh, doing amazing. Just watching all this turmoil breakdown, some craziness happening, markets and everything today. Let's talk about this song here. This is a a, a classic yes. called "Get the Get." You ever heard it before, man? Yep, yep. Oh man, what you know about "Get the Get," man? Uh, we saw the 2019 LSU Tigers promote this song, dance to this song. This is. Uh, the new TikTok wave, the new Twitter wave. This, this song is hot right now. Well, when you play football next season, you, you got to come with their song, man. <laughs> you know, but th- Get the Get, man, is a song, man, that was back in, man, really back. I was a freshman in high school. Oh, wow. Man, that's back in 1992. 91, 92, man. And, um, and it was a man. It was a song, man, that technically you didn't want to get in the club to get stuck with because guess what happened? Folks start fighting, man. <laughs> It's crazy and, how social media revives all oh, kinds of things. Oh, man. Y'all, and I got to give credit to y'all generation because your generation, man, y'all like oldies. Y'all like the the classic oh, yeah. and everything else. So I have De- uh, Dewan Wilmer, man. Dewan is the founder and managing partner of Gumbo Capital Group. And Dewan, before we even get stuck on, talk about, man, the today has been a, un- a unique day uh, for us, the stock market. And, and, and you talk about your role and what you do. I got to ask you, man, everybody want to ask you, have you ever, and it's okay, you can hurt my feelings, man, you know, if it had to be me. Have you ate gumbo 
that you really didn't want to eat, but you ate it just to make somebody happy? Don't mention the names. You have a story. Um, talk to me. Yeah, I, I have to say yes. Uh, <laughs> you know, usually going every everybody knows. You know, family's from Louisiana. I like to eat gumbo. No, I eat good. So you know. When it comes around that winter time and everybody's making gumbo, especially out here in Houston, Texas, everyone likes to, you know, make their own variation of gumbo. You like the wieners in a gumbo, man? No, nah, I got to go sausage. Sausage, okay. Got to go sausage. What, what do you think about wieners and gumbo? Wieners and gumbo, uh, I don't know. I, I I think the best way to go is a sausage. I don't think the wieners are going to suck up the juice like that. Um, come on, man. You, you got to go with the seasoned sausage. That's the only way to go to me. And, you know, a little bit of the chicken breast, too. You don't like the chicken bones in it, man? Uh, the chicken bones can go good, but you got to cook it down real good. Because I, I don't want any uh, – sorry for the folks out there uh, <laughs> that can't prepare like this, but I don't want any, you know, tough chicken. The chicken has to fall off the bone if you're going to leave the bones in there. Well, you know, some people make a hen. They put a hen in the chicken. I know you, I know your grandmother does yeah. that. And see, that, see that, that's the way to go if you're going to leave the bones in. You know, but but at the same time, too, is that, you know – when you again, but was there a, a bowl of gumbo that you just like? I'm just gonna eat it, and just so I won't make anybody upset. Or you just it's lied and you throw it away, and then you said it was great, man. If if I eat the gumbo, I'll take two scoops with the spoon, taste it, and if it's not good, I'm not even gonna front. I'm just gonna get up, put it, <laughs> put it down. By time, go talk to somebody. I, I can't finish a bag bowl of gumbo. Oh, man, I understand. The one, man, let's talk about today. Um, oh, let's talk about what the stock market, man. Went down around, uh, what was it, 21? What was yeah, it? it all what time was the numbers? All right, so with the Dow Jones, it hit all-time lows of uh, 230 at the 237 level. And then we have the S&P 500. Um, coming off of fresh highs at the uh, beginning of January and the end of January at uh, the 3,000, almost eclipsing the 3,400 level. But as today, we saw um, it hit fresh new lows at the 2746 level. So a uh, lot of turmoil, uh, very low optimism, very low technical optimism, very low fundamental optimism as of right now. Uh, coronavirus fears risking in um, and all that risk pricing in. And then we also have the drop in oil, uh, which the, the Dow Jones is very heavily based on. And um, this this is starting to look like, you know, uh, like a global financial crisis like we saw in 2008. Um, I think it's a little bit bigger than the tech bubble we saw pop in 2000 or maybe the oil bubble that we saw in 1970. So I think we have a real uh, recession in hand. OK, starting so, to form. So the one you was born back in 01. OK, so in 01, we had a Y2K, yep. which that was a tech boom, tech boom and then bust. Yep. OK, that was a, a light recession. Of course, in 08, you had a financial crisis, and then now it's weird. I mean, it's, it's almost like a bipolar because guess what? Last Friday, man, you had the non-farm payroll. The non-farm payroll came out very good. Came out great, dropped the in, in unemployment rate. So is it that international investors do not want to invest in U.S. companies because of the political climate? Is what was creating this bipolar economy that we have here? I think yeah, I think this situation is very complex. Um, you see in the news media, it's, they're pointing the fingers at coronavirus and risks, things like that. But I think it's a compilation of not only the coronavirus, um, but uh, things like the overweight. Uh, I call this the overweight syndrome. Um, a lot of credit bubbles have been, you know, forming. Um, Fed 
uh, Fed QQE, which is qualitative and quantitative easing, uh, running up the balance sheets. So it's it's almost like the, you know the Federal Reserve was you know implementing you know a lot of liquidity within you know overnight rates when we have the repo market and things like that, causing a lot of the rallies that you saw from December of 2019 up to the January of 2019. And as soon as we had the FOMC meeting on the on Valentine's Day, where they said, "Hey, we're going to stop this repo market." Um, a lot of the re repossession operations and repurchase operations, that's when we start to see a lot of, you know, sell pressure, bring down a lot of your indexes, a lot of your big tech stocks, a lot of things that were being supported by this uh, easing. And um, now that we see coronavirus being priced in, a lot of global risk being priced in and the ineffectiveness of a lot of central banks being priced in, I think everything is starting to show itself. Things that are, should have been shown back in 2017. So I think this bubble has been inflated. Uh, financially, from a credit standpoint, um, and just from a pure asset bubble standpoint, it's it's being deflated right now. And um, this, the, the right now, people investing in the markets are trying to catch knives. That's that's how I put it in my ba most basic terms. So, the so one, my question to you. So, what you're saying that, and I want to add it. So, everybody today, in just in in street term, selling their stocks right now. Yep. And so what has happened, like in my world, people assume that, and I know a lot of realtors and builders, and especially realtors out there advertising that, and, and I want to give you a side of caution, guys, do not advertise about rates. Let your mortgage professionals advertise rates because just because the feds reduce the short-term rates, that is based on prime plus two. Yep. That is if you're doing commercial loans, CDs, yep. anything that dealing with banks outside of mortgages. Mortgages are based on T-bills, T-bonds. It's called treasury bonds. And that is a total different index, which is in the mortgage world, the five year in uh, the five years go with the 10 year and the, uh, and, and some of the 15 mortgages. I would say the five year go with the with the 10 year, 10 year less amortization mortgages and the 15, 30 year is done based on the 10 year bond. So that's where our rates come from. And what has happened over the last couple of days is the safest way to bet is in the treasury bonds, is into other, you know, hard assets where it's going to make money. And explain that to us, the one to the listening audience about understanding about treasury bonds, why is a safe bet to invest in, especially in this climate as at this time or any other investments you yeah. can think of. And, and historically, and this is a huge fundamental basis when it comes to investing in times like a uh, like an asset market recession like we're seeing right now in a bear market. Um, a lot of major investors, uh, companies like Morgan Stanley, a lot of, the guys that you hear a lot about in, within investing tend to flow their capital towards government bonds. Um, they, they typically have an inverse relationship with the asset market because uh, if you didn't, guys didn't know, the U.S. government with their debt and the $22 trillion debt, it's, it's almost guaranteed to be paid off. Um, so with the AAA credit rating, this is one of the safe, most safe haven investments uh, along with gold and, you know, of course, the U.S. dollar. But uh, from my opinion, my technical and fundamental analysis, the 10-year bond, the 30-year bond are your two best bets to put your money in right now if you want to, you know, get some residual income and, uh, you know, grow your portfolio. Hey, Dewan, how can people reach out to you? If they want to reach out to you to get some advice, consultant advice, the service that you offer, uh, how can they reach out to you? Oh, yeah, definitely. I have a website, uh, you, uh, like we had introduced earlier, gumbocapital.com, G-U-M-B-A-U-X, capital, C-A-P-I-T-A-L.com. And I offer uh, services, investment services, offer micro macroeconomic analysis uh, that I post week by week. 
and then you can offer I offer my stock room and my foreign exchange room so my stock room uh, it's a one-time $25 fee and what I do is through WhatsApp I will every day 24 7 you can text me anytime I will send you stock alerts stock advice investment advice and you know kind of guide you hold your hand through you know investing your money into the asset market and you know making sure you don't catch knives that a lot of beginner investors do you know going to bigger guys like Morgan Stanley where it's kind of like a McDonald's treatment um, I'm pretty sure you've you've heard on the gumbo lending side I'd like to give you the <laughs> Chick-fil-A treatment talk to me talk to me like, talk when you to go me. to Chick-fil-A you get you know customer service you go to McDonald's you get it, it's it, it breathes the fast food name so I'm gonna get I'm gonna I'm gonna give you customer service over just throwing your money into you know a big mutual fund not really talking to you not really advising with you I'm here I'm basically your coach I'm basically a personal trainer when it comes to investing whether it be my stock room at 25 and then my foreign exchange room where I can get you into the currency market in terms of like cryptos exchange rates like US dollar euro dollar things like that and that one that one would be fifty two dollars but both either way i will individually you know assist you in investing your money and finding ways to get yourself residual income man the one you can't see any better and that's one i want to just add on to today based on the mortgage topic you know and that people sometimes you know don't understand yeah, 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 yeah. you don't know about that huh <laughs> i got you there you heard this song before Oh man. You don't know about that, huh? Oh man, I'm trying to I'm trying to be like y'all, man. I'm trying to be hip like y'all. <laughs> it's my little trap music, but you know, I just want to talk about for as you know, investing and not just investing, but most important, understanding if you're going to purchase a home, um, and understanding that the cost of a mortgage makes the world of a difference and again i want to make it clear that the federal rate right now you know i get asked okay Deirdre, is it a good time to buy yes jump on something why, why you said it the one Basis, basis point rate cut from the federal reserve on the 14th and now probabilities are expected to um uh, for another 50 basis point rate cut by the next FOMC meeting or maybe in another emergency rate cut like we saw uh, this is a perfect time where we can you know get cheap cheap loans uh, especially uh, on your mortgages so if you're in the market to buy a home right now this is this is one of the sweet spots this is a sweet spot right now get that sweet spot right yeah. now and, and and also too is right now like I got FHA rates right now um, I did a VA loan right now VA jumbo uh, we talking about some buying at a five hundred eighty-five thousand loan amount at three point one two five. Wow! And 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 that was close to par, and that would just only have to pay with just a eleven hundred dollars in fees. That's nothing. That just to buy it down. And I, I bring this up is because of the fact that one thing about Gumbo Lending Group that we do is that we are not in the, the like you were saying, the McDonald's. We're Chick Fil A. Yep. Uh, Chick-fil-A still the product they offer is still a very low profit margin. If you do not know a franchisee of Chick-fil-A, they can tell you that, hey, they have to work. They have to really earn it because it's a hard to turn a profit because they so much into quality. Yep. And they so what they try to do is focus on the volume of people coming in, still offer great service, but give you a quality product. So what we do at Gumbo Lindegrew, we try to make sure I have 20 investors, I have five great investors. I have a two slam dunks, where they provide top-notch service, where it's more of a turnkey operation. 
But at the same time, too, we want to make sure that we give you not just the best rate, but the minimally evasive approval. Whereas that we don't condition you to death asking everything, a stool stamp and your DNA. <laughs> <laughs> I told one of my great realtors, uh, uh, she's a great realtor out there in Tomball, Magnolia area. And I, I picked on her, Renee Leslie, much love to you, one of my great realtors. And I, I was picking on, I say, Renee, I say, hey, I'm just going to be honest. I'm, I'm not going to grab a stool sample because, again, we always ask for everything because, you know, again, you know, we're lending you a couple hundred thousand dollars on the third year payment plan. Of course, you know, folks feel that they have a right to ask you on what is necessary in order to get into that home. Um, so interest rates, again, you know, focus on payment. Loans, the payment is there. Interest rates are still good. You're still in an affordable range. Like you said, hit that sweet spot. You, you will actually obtain a home run. Like I said earlier in my introduction today, our, our promotion, home buying promotion right now, uh, if you have a minimal credit score of 640, 640, you go FHA, conventional, around 660, 680, or in conventional, minimal loan amount, $200,000, we will get, we will waive all lender costs. We'll be a no-cost mortgage. Only you're responsible for is remaining title and escrow, okay? And then we will give you an additional 25 up to 20 around uh, average of $2,500 or greater to offset those costs. And that would just alleviate. You got a good seller that's willing to cover that gap. You could go to the closing table with your earnest money minus your, uh, excuse me, your down earnest money minus your down payment on FHA. That's three and a half percent down minus your earnest money conventional. We can go up to 97% financing. So there's a lot of opportunities here at Gumbo Lending Group. And you can give us a call, Erico, 281-636-3638, 281-636-3638. Hey, Dewan, want to go on to the next topic, man. Want to, you know, talk about Super Tuesday 2 tomorrow, man. So what's your thoughts on Super Tuesday 2? Man, man, man. This election, all I have to say, this election is going to be a crazy one. We have a lot of conflicting. This is this is probably the most diverse um, electoral group that I've seen um, in all of my lifetime. And I was born in 2001, so I've experienced the, uh, of course, the Obama McCain, the uh, the 2008 election, uh, 2004 election. You know, I was a little bit too young to be paying attention. Of course, 20, <laughs> of course 2012, 2016 was a was a pretty interesting one, but I think this one is going to take the cake. Why you say that, man? Talk to I me. I mean, we we have can't we in the Democratic primary? We saw what's been happening and boiling up for the past couple of weeks, um, and now we've narrowed it down to you know uh, Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders, and of course we you know we have a traditional moderate Democrat, and then you know of course a, a new style uh, I would call it a neoliberal socialist like Bernie Sanders um, captures a lot of the young vote, and then of course. Your, t your traditional Democratic voters are, you know, captured by Joe Biden. And, of course, we have the, the mean man, Donald Trump. That's what I like to call him. <laughs> Why uh, you call him that, man? Uh, Donald Trump always has, a, you know, a funny choice of words when he's in the, discussing his opponents. So I can't wait to see these debates um, for whoever wins the primary. But I would like to talk about uh, Elizabeth Warren and her dropout, who carries a large voting base. And uh, her announcement that she's going to suspend her, her uh, campaign and the big the the big picture that's uh, up in the air right now is who is she going to endorse or if she endorses anyone because as we saw last tuesday um we had biden and bernie which are basically neck and neck uh biden i think 
um, based on polling numbers, had the edge. And but now we need we we need to uh, kind of see, you know, who's who's going to pan out, who's going to get the selection, who's going to you know, you know, face Trump in you know the the presidential election and i think this all weighs on whether or not whether who elizabeth warren endorses and you think elizabeth warren has that much clout and weight why would she even though she did not pull that many delegates is it the art of influence because yeah the art of influence influence, is that art of influence because she just she make it to me i I mean no disrespect and this is not a feminist statement whatsoever this is just real talk it's almost like she make everything about herself I, I I could see that, it, but I guess that w- that's what comes with you know being a presidential candidate. You, know, you, you, have, you have to have the chip on your shoulder. Yeah. So, but but my thing is, you with Elizabeth Warren, I think was also the reason why you we saw Bernie Sanders not win a lot of states because you know those conflicting views. Like, the, well, they had almost a similar view. Yeah, they're similar views, but you know the conflict that we saw between you know the debates, oh, especially man. on social you media. You lied to me yeah. on national TV, <laughs> and. <laughs> And then, and then what we saw, like what, what you see on social media, if any of you guys are in uh, political Twitter or involved with that, uh, things like that, a lot of the, the voting bases, the, the, the strong voting base, I would like to call it the fan groups, mm-hmm. either or, uh, not really, not really the best of friends, the best of, you know. Do they friends. like each other, man? Man, I don't think so, not man. I, I get on Twitter every day. My roommate in college is uh, actually a big Bernie supporter. And he's showing me the all, all the tweets, all the, the, the they, Twitter battles. They, they go they, at it. They, oh, they, they go each other throat, huh? Yeah, Warren and Bernie's supporters have been going at it for the past couple of months. So that is why, because when she was saying in our interview with uh with uh with on a Matt over uh, on a Matt show, she was sharing with her dad, okay, you know about the 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 Twitter and the the online you know bullying they yeah. was doing with a couple of folks in Nevada. And, you know, when she came to Bernie, said, man, what's the deal? And I'm paraphrasing. And she said the conversation was short. It means that he didn't want to talk about it. Ain't my people. I don't know about them and moved yeah. on. And, and that's kind of ugly in a sense, my yeah. personal opinion. I, but I think Bernie, uh, with his personality, uh, what hurts him to me the most is his voting base. And I don't think his voting base reflects the type because Bernie is, an, is a no BS type of guy. But. You know, his voting base and the things that he kind of rallies on brings upon those caveats of, you know, what we saw with Bernie and Warren. And I hope this doesn't hurt um, or I, I, I want to see if this hurts or it does not hurt whether Elizabeth Warren is going to endorse him or not. Because, of course, they kind of have the same, you know, views uh, in terms of like the Green New Deal, a lot of socialist reforms, kind of a kind of a drift away from the, you know, the fundamental and, you know, traditional moderate Democrat that we see, I would like to call the the establishment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it'll be very interesting to kind of see what she plays a plays a course. And I think she has the biggest sway right now because we saw every other candidate that was in the Democratic primary has endorsed Joe Biden. So that's man, okay. Let's talk yeah, about that. I want to elaborate on that, man, because one, I have been following politics. I was born in 76. So I came. I didn't remember anything to Carter. I didn't really truly remember anything to Reagan. Um, man, that's a Republican move when everybody just yeah, yeah, jumps on. Man, that's a GOP move right there. Explain it to me, man. And I'm, what I'm starting, what I'm starting to see, I think we're seeing a shift in the bipartisan politic environment that we have here in America. I think that we're starting to see kind of the Democratic Party split into two, kind of like how we saw the Republican Party happen uh, between the years of 08 and now. Um, like we had the Tea Party um, 
and you know the traditional GOP kind of split, and we kind of have a, a mix within the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Tea Party versus GOP, and I think this is this underlying battle within both bipartisan parties is starting to form in the Democratic Party. We have the neoliberal, I like to call the the socialist Democrats, <laughs> and then we have the establishment Democrats kind of going at it. And this is the year where we kind of see that you know fizzle, and it, it, it's almost like uh, I would like to compare this to the McCain Palin election. Okay, elaborate on that. McCain, the McCain, well, we saw with McCain and Palin. McCain was, you know, two, were two different people, man. Two different people. We had one who was basically the, the big caveat, the big, the I would say the Lee Cajona of the Tea Party. Oh uh, yes. And then we have McCain, which is a traditional GOP candidate. Um, conflicting views, but I, I think this is a shocker for, that was a shocker for, you know, who, who he chose as a running mate. And I think that's what's starting to happen in the Democratic Party. I think it's more or so, um, hey, what what can we put together to get this guy Trump out of office? Kind of like what it was, well, hey, the McCain and Palin saw that Barack Obama was gaining a lot of steam in 08, um, had an electrifying mm-hmm. campaign. So they, they tried to, you know, make almost like a, you know, best of both world situations for the, the to get all the Republican vote, get Republicans out to vote, no matter what, you know, what primary candidate that they were going for, give them the best of both worlds so they can get the most votes possible to try to defeat Barack Obama. And, you know, of course, it would it wasn't successful, but I think this is what the Democrats are trying to go for, because they saw 2016 with Hillary Clinton, where we didn't really get a mix of, you know, primary viewpoints and things like that and she wasn't able to defeat an electrifying trump because uh, he can campaign that's one thing i have to give it to him he he knows his choice of words he knows how to rally had tv show celebrity apprentice so it's going to be hard to beat this man so my question is man i got to give uh cred to elizabeth warren man she was on that tiktok challenge man yeah. man that woman can flow yeah she can flow so she is really true the idiot man yep. <laughs> yep. She, she's gonna be the deciding Ooh, factor what she, man she was flowing man yep. I ain't know she could bounce like that, man. I'm like, man, I, man, I know she's from Oklahoma, man, but I ain't realized that she can flow like that, man. I mean, she was doing that TikTok like, it's like she would tick a tick a tock, tick a tock, tock, tock. Pretty, and also too. Uh, uh, talk to me. One thing about her, pretty, um, pretty interesting uh, uh, takes on you know macroeconomics and things like that. I think a big power move uh, for whoever who wins the primary. Um, I would like to see her at the Fed chair. Whoa. I will, I, that, that's one thing I would like to see. Whoa. Uh, man, you put a Fed chair, there's no more mortgage banking, man. She going to regulate the crap out of us, man. And the big banks are not going to go along with that, man. Because, well, it, I mean, the financial reform act, it hurt us, man. Because sense. it made mortgage banking like we the bad guys. Makes and sense. technically, you got to stand that that was a time where the market was artificial. Yeah, that makes sense. California and your lot your high cost markets and were technically were trying to increase their values because what let me be honest with you, they were trying to create separation of okay, the people who make this great money, these great schools live on this side of town. Yeah. The folks who don't make the good money, they stay on that side of town. Yeah. So we're gonna create unaffordable areas and we're gonna create affordable areas. And well, guess like what? And, yeah. And then thank you. And then some people got caught in the middle. Makes sense. Makes and sense. you got caught in that in the pickle. Guess what? You fell to pieces. Makes sense. But, you know, I, I feel like 
whoever the next fair chair will be or was appointed, I would like to see a little bit more hawkish approach to uh, things. Um, not, uh, when Wall Street friendly, investor friendly, or more consumer friendly? Uh, I would say more consumer friendly because I think what led to this once again this, this stock market crash, a lot of a lot of asset bubbles that were created, were was a lot of you know the almost irresponsible tactics used with the QQE system and you know ultra low interest rate policy mm -hmm. um kind of like what we see in Japan happening right now they've been negative for a lot of times they've been using QQE since 2015 um creating a huge liquidity bubble a huge liquidity boom and kind of running up the balance sheet in a situation where they we're not in a recession and now that they're in a recession there's not a lot of ammunition to fight it for what the federal reserve is supposed to do you know in, in environments like this so I would like to see a little bit more responsible Fed than more of a greedy Fed. Dewan, man, I got I to gotta ask you, man, being in college now and being a college student now and your freshman year and, and just talking to you is it's like, I mean, you're a true subject matter expert in your field, man. You've been doing like, seems like you've been doing this since the 90s. My question to you, man, what inspired you and got to you to, to, to have the interest in investments and securities and, and just help people to, to get outside of the box of, being paycheck to paycheck and, and that's that's the biggest thing um you know I, I look at things as you can you can work and they talk about the wealth inequality in uh, the united states um but yes you you can work and you know earn a paycheck but you know to do things that you really want to do everyone has hobbies everyone wants to do travel and everyone you know wants to do fun things go out with friends and things like that but your paycheck uh, it's not going to suffice that because everyone also just like how everyone wants to do fun things, everyone has to pay bills, everyone has to keep you know food uh, food on their table, home over their head, and the 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 best the best path to you know manage your money is you you can't just depend on that one paycheck. The paycheck should be going to the bills. The paycheck should be going to your necessities. What you need to do to have fun is what you need to have. You need to have residual income. And, you know, the perfect way to, in, in this environment, the perfect way to make residual income, man, the Internet is a wonderful thing. You can get on the Internet, invest in, you know, uh, stocks, ETFs, securities, bonds, all types of asset commodities, you know, to make yourself residual income. And, you know, I feel like that's one of the that's one of the things I wanted to maximize on in my life. So, you know, I decided to take the time to learn about it. And, you know, now I want to offer my my knowledge and, you know, my research, to, you know, everyone else so I can help, you know, Thousands and thousands and hopefully millions of people, you know, make that same leap into make more residual income and, you know, have more fun. And that and all in all, you know, if, if more people do that, we create more liquidity within the economy. So more liquidity in the economy means more liquidity in your pocketbooks. So true. Yep. And, you know, Dewan, I, I mean, I'm I'm just still, man, just just excited that you have the passion to share that knowledge. A lot of times. We as professionals and, and people just want to hold back information and and don't want to share, don't want to support, provide service. One of the good things that you said, the powerful thing you said, not good, powerful, is about service. Yep. And, you know, and, and a lot of times that we are so used to this microwave retail that we like for big pictures and big branding and big yep. names. And, it, and sounds it sounds good. It's sexy. Yep. And but it doesn't provide the the the, the short term opportunities and long term solutions and, and set you up for a like you said the enjoyment of life. Yep. And the one, but what man, what inspired you, man? What gets you up in the morning? What what man? What makes you who you are, the one? Uh, what makes me who I am? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I definitely what inspires me to wake up in the morning <laughs> is that 
every day, uh, I'll give you my routine. Um, every day, what I'll do, wake up at around 5, 5.30, 6 a.m. And uh, turn on my TV, turn on YouTube. Um, guys at Daily FX, um, guys at Bloomberg, guys at CNBC, watching them every day, watching a lot of analysis um, on Twitter, looking up fin- fin- finance Twitter, things like that, alerts, um, my own technical analysis, fundamental analysis, developing everything so I can provide my customers, you know, service every day. So to do that every day, you know, I, I work that, that based off of the results that I see within myself, my, my own personal portfolio, and the, the overall enjoyment of what my customers reap the, reap the benefits of. Um, my first couple of customers have been students of, uh, or former friends that I went to high school with, um, friends that I've now met in college, even some of my friends' parents, um, you know, they, they come to me and, you know, they, they ask for, you know, investment advice, you know, uh, and they purchase my services and things like that. And seeing them be satisfied with their results and, you know, their gains is kind of what drives me every day to, you know, keep going at this. And of course, me wanting to pursue a career in, you know, investment services and finance, this is a perfect way to you kind of put two together, get, you know, get my feet into the, the water and, you know, get it, get experience and gain knowledge. How can everyone reach you again? How, how can everyone reach me? Once again, my website, G-U-M-B-A-U-X, Gumbo Capital, C-A-P-I-T-A-L, dot com. And uh, you can go through the tab and look at my stock room, my forex room, my macroeconomic analysis. And uh, you can also contact me at my number, 832-593-1791. 832-593-1791. Man, I just want to thank thank everybody for participating everybody doesn't eat everyone's gumbo want to send a special shout out to my homeboy man my main man who will celebrate his homegoing celebration norman jj santa my man much love to you man i want to thank you man for being in my life you came at a at a an important time in my life man we we share the same struggles man we were kids we were the weird black guys we were the guys who were the pretty boys and the girls didn't too much they were scared to get with and also to the dudes and like us that we thought that we were all that and man, wonderful guy, wonderful family. Um, send much love to his dad, man, Dr. Norma, Norman J. Santa man. Keep him in your prayers and thoughts because again in life, when we lose people, you know what I'm saying? When the flowers and the cars start coming in, we still need to reach out and show your support because you never know the battles they're going through and the grieving that they're encountering. Much love to everybody. Dewan, man, I love you. Thank you, man. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for amen. You welcome here anytime. And I thank you, man, because it's hard to get you here. <laughs> oh man, appreciate you, man. So again, um, again, thank you for a wonderful edition of Everybody Doesn't Eat Everyone's Gumbo. We are on iTunes. So follow us on iTunes, Spotify, iTunes, whatsoever. Follow us, like us, give us all fives, and then let your friends and family know. That guess what? Everybody doesn't eat everyone's gumbo.